We are back. We apologize. We're awful people, and uh, we ghosted you, but we didn't mean it, and we are back to apologize and also rock your eardrums with episode 44 of Bailey and Harper. Roman Harper, what's up, buddy? We are not awful people. People. We are not. Wow. We were just... It's an odd time to take a stance like that. We were just a little... We disappeared we, on these people for four weeks almost. Yeah, we've been a little busy too, man. It's been a little crazy. Life is crazy sometimes. Is. But you know what? We are apologizing for that, and we are back. You, I'm, We I'm, are back. I've, I've learned... We are back. I've learned in eight months that people with children, when they told me my whole life they didn't have time for anything else, and I didn't believe it, I believe it now. And I've only got one. So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it, but man, it's true. It's true. And this is episode 44 of Bailey and Harper. And how appropriate is this, that you and I are getting together on a day that this is now my fourth show of the day, uh, show slash podcast. We're watching the Hornets and the Warriors live at the moment. And uh, this also happens to be the day after the Atlanta Braves won the World Series. I know where you're going with this. I, obviously. Can I just a, get the honorable mention out of the way first? Or you oh, want to go, no, you go right ahead. We, uh, there's so many good ones for 44. I mean, we know which one has to be the big one. But I agree. Who, I agree. Who do you have? I was just gonna give an honorable mention. You got there's a somebody couple. that I grew up watching. that was kind of a big fan of. Shout out to Keith Van Horn. 44. Well done, sir. <laughs> I, I was a big fan of Keith Van Horn. Well done <laughs> with a Keith Van Horn. Thought he was a baller, bro. Him and Kerry Kittles, man, brings back <laughs> memories. Oh, I did not Long, think, buddy. I did not think socks. you were going with Keith Van Horn right there. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. Well done. All right, so I grew I, up watching him. So I, I got I a couple fan. of these. Go right? ahead. The great Jerry West. Oh, 44. the logo. The logo. And he's, I mean, he's a Laker all-time great. One of the all-time great Lakers. The, the logo, Jerry West. Also, to wear number 44, Pistol, Pistol Pete. Pete Maravich, which is so appropriate because we're watching LaMelo Ball right now with the Hornets, and I have heard him compared to Pistol Pete Maravich by three different people in the last couple of weeks, and it, it fits in a lot of ways. Man, I never because I'd never got to watch Pistol Pete. Well, only seen like his kids, highlights. Right? Yeah, right? we've only seen highlights. Yeah, and his highlights are I've like heard tall tales of him walking down train right, tracks, right, right. bouncing basketballs. <laughs> like I've only seen the highlights, and it's crazy. Of course, we did, but I don't know how you compare anybody to Pistol. I don't Pete. know how you do it either. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Got a couple more. You ready for these? You'll yes. like these. Keep the going. Iceman, George Gervin. Oh, show some love. There's nobody better than the Iceman. Nope. I mean, not many. To me, he's the guy that created the finger roll. D- the best to ever do it. <laughs> The finger roll that I is. Mean, well, Dr. J might have a case. You're right. You're right. But I mean, George Gervin's the one that kind of created it. No doubt. It. Let's go. <laughs> let's go back to the uh, to the diamond here. Willie McCovey, one of the greats. Yes, he is. McCovey Cove. Reggie Jackson, Mr. October. Man. But we land on hammering Hank Aaron. No doubt. Number 44. Shout Check out. this out. The Atlanta Braves won the World Series last night. Perfect. And they were they had 44 wins at the All Star break. They had to win 44 more after the All Star break to win 88 games and get into the postseason. And, uh, yeah. it's. I didn't uh, even realize that. You serious? Yeah. Man, yeah. it really was his year. It's pretty special, huh? It is a very special, su- super, super unique. And this is something that we all can celebrate. I've, been, I grow, I've grown up a Braves fan my whole life. And to see this team who came out of nowhere, who nobody thought they had a chance. Yep. And all of a sudden they get hot at the right time, man, and kind of just figure it out. And – who I, I still think is their best player without him in Ronald Acuna Jr. Like, for them to still win a championship. Nobody, when, I, when Acuna got hurt, I thought the season was completely over and going to be in shambles. But to see the specialty, and everybody felt bad, too, for all the things that the Braves were struggling with after Hank Aaron's Well, think about it well. this way. If, if you go back, if you rewind the clock a year and they blow a 3-1 series lead to the Dodgers in the NLCS, yes. if you had told Braves fans the following year they would win the World Series with no Ronald Acuna Jr., <laughs> no Marcelo Zuna, 
No Mike Soroka. I mean, just stop right there. I don't think they would have believed you. And certainly not when you told them that there were uh, trade deadline pickups of Jock Peterson, Eddie Rosario, and Jorge Soler, the last of which turned out to be the World Series MVP. I mean, it, what, what they did to make those pickups at the deadline was incredible. Uh, I mean, Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton was a game one starter, tough as nails, and he breaks his leg in game one. Takes he a did. comebacker off the leg. Still throws 16 more pitches. He still throws Still throws 16 more pitches. And they, they, they believe he might not have broken the leg when the ball hit him. But still, he was pitching on a broken leg. So, like, that, all of this does not – it's not supposed to add up to a World Series. That's none of that's supposed to add – but it did. And it was incredible. And, like, Dansby Swanson, the, 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 you know, Atlanta boy, the Georgia boy, you know, to make the final play, to hit the home run, Freddie Freeman, obviously. Oh. I mean, one of the greatest Braves of all time. Um, it, it was incredible. Max Freed. He ain't better than Chipper, but yeah, he's. he's well, no, I, I would agree with you on that. But uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> he's one top of, ten. He's de- well, he's got his ring now. Yeah, he's he got his MVP 10. last year. He's, he's top ten. He's had a pretty good eighteen months. I think he's top ten. I'm with that. Yeah, he's had a pretty good eighteen months. That Freddie Freeman. So, and then Brian Snedker, like forty-seven years in the organization, comes up through the minor leagues. Who does did Smoke say today? The coach that would been on the been coaching forever that had never won a championship. Oh, uh, Ron Washington. Yeah, him. Ron Washington, former Texas Rangers manager. <laughs> I mean, one of the wildest dudes. Just, he comes out. Of oh like yeah, a, he's the guy. He's, uh, he's he's the, just, he, was the, he was the Rangers manager. He's huh? such a seventies ball player. Like that's what <laughs> he is, dude. Like he's just got a heater hanging out the side of his mouth. He's yeah. got a Marlboro Red. He's doing defensive drills, throwing short hops. You know, hundred miles an hour at short stops. Like Ron Washington's a wild dude, and I'm, I love him. He's one of the great personalities in baseball. And like, the, I'm not even a Braves fan like you are. I'm a Dodgers fan, so I was not happy that you you know bounced us, but. I've got so many friends that are Braves fans my entire life. Watching them get to be happy, like I got to be happy last year when I watched the Dodgers snap a 31-year drought. It was cool to see Braves fans get to celebrate that because it's been a long time since oh. they got to, man. And not only that, but a lot of heartbreaks. Yeah. It'd be different if you didn't have, we didn't have that many heartbreaks oh, that yeah. the Braves have had yeah. since 93. It's, it's been a lot. It's cool. <laughs> and you know what? what's coming too? And not to take a dark turn, but they're in the spotlight again. And so this whole conversation about the Tomahawk Chop and the Braves nickname and, you know, wanting to abolish it, do away with it, it's not it's only going to intensify now. I, I was thinking about that last night, too. And Man, I, you're I, just not going to let us enjoy I'm this? Like, but you, I, I'm not, you going to put that I'm on my mind right now? Term, but like, you know they're not going to let this go. Look at the Washington football team. The Indians are changing their names to the Guardians. Well, they already have, but it takes effect next year. Like, that happened, right? So – What's stopping the Braves from from having to be the next team? And they just want to – I'm just saying, like, it, you know that's not going away. Well, all right, we're going to cross that I'm bridge. I'm sorry to be a Debbie there. Downer. But they I haven't, haven't been, even started talking about other names They've yet. only been the defending world champions for a day. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm like, trying to bring you down. I'm sorry. I mean, golly. But the truth is the truth. And it is, and I'll answer it because I'm not an Atlanta guy like that. I like the Braves. Right. You're going to have to get – in alignment with every with today's current times and just be a, a more understand that you don't have to take any of your banners down. You don't have to remove anything. You just got to eventually you're gonna have to change your name just like everybody else. You know, I think there's a decent chance. I, you know, I, the, I, I, the Kansas City Chiefs, what are they doing? Don't know because it, it's such a mother. But is the Chiefs such a bad thing? Well, it's like it'd be called like the the Los Angeles. Um, 
Um, I, I don't know. It's like the Florida State Seminoles and their right. relationship with the Seminole tribe. And, you know, look, this is – it's not that specific. But, uh, like but a the, chief is like a good thing, in though. In some cases, it's like there, a, there are some the positive relationships, as I understand Los it. Angeles presidents right. or something, something like right? that. But there, there are some positive relationships between teams and native tribes, as I understand it. Yes. And there is, you know, a lot of support. But there's also a whole Who, lot of Who's opposition. the whole people that's hating on the Braves? I want to hear it. It's a lot, huh? Who's, who's doing it? What do you it's mean? Who, what do you mean who's doing it? I don't know. Hating on the Braves like the name or just the team? Uh, I understand the, the tomahawk chop, right? Yeah, Every, everybody's trying to get rid of that. Right. But the Atlanta Braves, like, um, I don't know. I, they, look, they changed the sign. They, they changed the, the logo. Remember, it used to be like uh, Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was a caricature of a native person. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> so they changed or that, right? cartoon version, I guess I should right. say. Maybe I just, caricature I, strong. I'm, always, I'm just always open for a discussion. I like to push back on those things because – at the end of the day, like, what are we really fighting for sometimes as well? And I understand that it's a name, it has a lot of meaning, and it has something, but is it really derogatory as much as what we think it is versus, like, some things that I understand, like, when Cleveland Indians, like, you know what, what do we know about yeah. Indians to, like, call ourselves and, like, take all this? So we'll just be called something else, but we're still the same organization. We're not going to remove any of our great successful times or anything like that, but we want to be current. We want to be more open and accepting of others. And if that's what people are asking for with the Braves, then the Braves shouldn't feel bad about, okay, let's continue to grow as a people and try and do what more people want to do and be more inclusive. Um, that is what my angle would be. If, if that was the case, then I would totally understand. But I, I, could I totally see, see both sides of this 3,000% because I, I am an Atlanta Braves I'm not fan. intimately you know, aware of or knowledgeable about like the relationship between the Braves and Native tribes. I've read some things. I, I saw some statements, and I've read some accounts. I'm going to ask my wife. I've read some opposition. I've read, your wife's a great person to ask this about. But like, the thing is, like, I, I could absolutely see two or three years from now Watching the Atlanta Hammers playing in you know yeah. that new ballpark that would not shock me. It Kyle. wouldn't shock me. No, it would not at this <laughs> it point. Would not shock it me. It would not shock me at this point. And I, I just I don't pretend. I am to, with you. I agree three thousand percent. And if they had to change the name, the Atlanta Hammers would be a badass name. I mean, you could honor Hank Aaron. Hammers is a sweet name. Atlanta Hammers is pretty cool. Like, and, and you can still like you could get away with kind of doing the the tomahawk chop by nah. acting like you're hammering. You know, that's actually just <laughs> saying. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> a you, too close. It, Flying just a little too close, probably though. Maybe bring it back mean, in like ten years. Actually, I don't know. That's a good idea though. It's 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 kind of clever. I'll give you that. Hey, look. If you look, let's just call a spade a spade. All right. So, like some that? of my best friends, all right, are white, and I I definitely think more white people, and include my best friends. For me say the n-word when they're rapping the rap music in really? their own car in their own car they probably I do i can't do it when they're so when you're by yourself no okay even like you're like into the music if they say it you don't say it no okay well kyle i, I totally believe you when you say that no, I no think and, some and i'm do, not though. saying that i when never they sing have it. I mean, yeah yeah, yeah. But i'm just, just like no not i mean that it's been a long long probably time. eminem days for sure Oh, I grew up on the Marshall Mathers album yeah, yeah. and the Eminem show. Like yeah. I said, I mean, why would, yeah. Eminem had everybody like kicking it hard. Yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. How do you feel about that, by the way? Uh, well, hold on, real quick. What I mean, what I mean specifically is this whole you know counter debate of hey, John Gruden got fired for the emails and saying yeah. uh, bigoted, prejudiced, vulgar things, whatever else. But at the same time, the NFL's having Dre and Snoop and Eminem perform at the halftime of the Super Bowl. What which, does that have to do with the other? 
well, I mean, you've you've heard Eminem's lyrics. I mean, you've listened to some of the early. I know you have the Snoop and Dre. Oh, no I mean, doubt, no doubt. I mean, shit that would not fly in in this day and age. Yeah, um, well, number one, John Gruden's not a rapper, right? I mean, if you think what <laughs> or an entertainer, if you think what the baby said that you know got him in trouble <laughs> on stage was bad, go listen to Eminem's first two albums. Oh, I love. I mean, I'm not. I'm not backing down at all. I love Eminem's music. Well, I, so. know, I know, but I'm saying like, some people think that if this is wrong. It's art. It's this. No, I get it. Like, I'm. I'm not saying that. You know, my I, only problem with, first of all, growing up where I'm from, because Kyle, we really hadn't talked about the, any of this since we all been gone so long. You're not. But real quick, I'll, the last point I'll make is, and I'll let you jump off on this, is okay. that I don't think. Like, if you were debating whether or not the NFL should be using Eminem tracks on, you know, promo music or coming back from – okay, fine. That's, you know, but we're talking about them being the face of their signature event that will be viewed by over 100 million people. And to say that – and look, John Gruden, I have no sympathy for him whatsoever. Of course. You know, I, maybe it's because I'm younger. I don't know what it is. But, like, no. if, you're, if you're dumb enough to leave a digital trail <laughs> of saying those sorts of things, I don't feel any sympathy for you. Yeah, and you're not young. Right. You're and an older well, person. Older. Exactly. And, <laughs> but then on the other side, for the NFL to say, well, we know that you know, Eminem has not only said these things, he really hasn't apologized and never will for saying any of these things. And we're making him the face of our signature event. Like, there is some hypocrisy there, and I don't understand. It why is a little bit of a slap in the face. I don't on understand the way why out. that's so taboo to point out, and I realize that it's being weaponized by some people that you may might be arguing in bad faith. I get that that, that aren't using it because they want to have an intellectual debate about it. They're trying to Correct. make political points, but uh, there is, is a great. This is there. a great thought, Kyle. I have not thought about this from that angle. I have not. I think that is a great angle to come at it, and, and that I, is that is a great question that should be asked. I if I will talk to some people I may know in the NFL. And I will definitely bring that up. I think that is an amazing angle. And it's a question that I can't answer for you. Yeah, I don't mean and, the, I and it's a question that I would – my answer would be is that, I mean, I like Dre, Snoop, and Eminem. So I'm very much so looking forward to this. When this news And broke? I don't know – and John Gruden left the emails. And they – John Gruden is the scapegoat. Oh, for okay? sure. For sure. Absolutely. He's the scapegoat. Absolutely. All right. It's not even a debate. There's, there's no doubt about it. There's, if yeah. you went through 600,000 emails and that's the worst thing you found, right? you're kidding yourself. If they're that casual <laughs> emailing back and forth, knowing that it's, on, it's, it's out there somewhere, who else did they send? Not, so not the only that, but, but with the John Gruden case, and, and we'll, go, we'll get back to where you're going. We're going to circle back. But when it comes to John Gruden, um, first of all, I knew him. I, I know him. He... He never gave me, like, bad vibes at all. And, of course, you know, why would he ever? Like, we don't I've yeah. never met the man. Exactly. But the thing is, though, is for him to feel comfortable enough to say some of those things in an email, the person that received it had to feel comfortable with receiving them and also well, yeah. keeping this conversation going. Like, it was well, a very – Some of the emails between Bruce Allen and uh, – who's the, the – there's a – uh, Jeff Pash. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he, yeah, he's the, the, that revealed that he was talking to other people like that because <laughs> you know getting preferential treatment and so yeah, of course there are so many other rocks that could be yes, that yes. turned over. But it's just crazy how like John Gruden like to make sure that never happens. And last point on the whole concert thing, it, it is noticeable too when in recent years you've had Katy Perry and Maroon Five and Bruno Mars. Like you know where I'm going with this. Yeah, like top forty pop stars that aren't going to really offend anybody. And now all of a sudden it's Dre, Snoop, and Eminem, you know, headlining your halftime show. Are you shocked that people are going to point that out in the middle of this? They've got, they're Next to put, year they're going to bring it back a little bit and give them Drake. Without a doubt. You know, some, well, <laughs> Drake, you know what? 
That'd hell. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad option. But, like, the NFL's putting out a lot of fires right now. They are. Oh, they got Deshaun Watson. They've got well, this that we're What talking. is the Deshaun Watson? Nobody, I'm so over this. I, I mean, I, I think no one really knows, honestly. I mean, if the reporting's true, you've had teams like the Panthers and the, the, the Dolphins reaching out, wanting to – asking specifically to talk to Deshaun <laughs> Watson – like, like, it makes it, like he's got an office down the hall. Like, I mean, it's, it's strange the way some of this has been reported. And it's just – and it, it was all nothing. Like, I, I still believe that this was the Dolphins leaking stuff, trying to drum up trade interest, trying to drive up the price to see if they – or the Texans, excuse me, uh, trying to see if they could drum up the price and drive it up and get rid of him. Like, I, I think they tried and it failed. And I'm sure there, there are interested teams like Miami and the Panthers, but how do you do that? <laughs> if you don't even know he's going to be able to play. There's no reasonable, rational way that you can do that and expect your fans to understand that you just gave up three first-round draft picks in the future, plus some players and some future seconds for a guy who you don't know when he's going to play again. You can't, you can't accept that. You can't do it. You literally can't. We all know he's great. We, we all know that But the thing is, though, is I'm still in the – like Houston, what's – like – I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I'm so I, honestly, I'm and I'm. This is not about you. I'm and so he's tired not of even talking about the story. It's everything like, though, because he's not even on the NFL exempt list. Yes, he's just yes, not. He's just he's not at practice. He's not. What is he? What is it? He was running scout team safety in camp at one point. They tried <laughs> to shut down training camp because they were asking too many questions in Houston. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a garbage fire. And now you got this. You got this Aaron Rodgers immunization vaccination. Oh my thing gosh! This morning, where he did, so did he. He was purposely deceptive in the way that he said it back in August. So, did, did, did the team know? Well, see, I think the team did because based on what I read today, Aaron Rodgers went to the team and asked them to consider a different treatment. That He was doing like some homeopathic treatment and asked them to consider it being the same as being vaccinated. And they said no. And so, they knew he was unvaccinated, I guess, then. And... He said back in August when he was asked about it in a press conference, somebody said, are you vaccinated? He said, yes, I'm immunized. And those two things, immunized and vaccinated, can be used interchangeably in certain settings. But in this case, that's not one of them. <laughs> because immunized in this case could mean he had it and he's just got the immunity because he's got the antibodies now, which is scientifically sound, but it's not the same as being vaccinated. So he was purposefully deceptive, it, it appears, in what he said back then. And the then on top of that, the real problem, it seems, is that He's supposed to have all along been abiding by the non-vaccinated exactly. protocols. Exactly. And apparently he has not been, and it's been a repeat thing. And so I don't know what they're going to do here. I, I'm not sure what this so, is, but so it's another fire they got to put out. So that's my thing right there, is if, if he broke the rules, I don't care if he's vaccinated or not. That's your choice. You got to do whatever you want. I don't care. Go for it. But it is rules behind it that say if you're doing X, then you can't do Z. Right. And so if he's around unmasked, all these other, like there's certain rules in there that you have to abide by. Like some players have are really having to go through these strenuous things. Like they're wearing a mask every day. Okay. And when they're eating lunch, they eat by themselves right. over there. Like I know the NFL season has started, but those rules have are still in place and have not changed. Right. And other and, and guys across the league are abiding by them. And guys across the league are making that choice and right. abiding by it. Right. Now he's and Aaron Rodgers, he's a quarterback. He, you know, he's, that should not be ex, ex like make it okay. Well, no. And you like, should not be exempt from well, you, the rules. You saw their practice squad QB also tested positive. And then Jordan Love, the backup who's now supposed to start this weekend, I have not seen anything yet. 
but it was reported this morning that he was at the same Halloween party that Aaron Rodgers was at this weekend. So nothing may come of that, but that was reported this week, this morning too. But it's just the whole thing that they have their policies, and we knew at some point somebody was going to get caught up, somebody was going to get you know careless, thousand percent, thousand percent, and, and it's happening here. Uh, happened to the Cavaliers. Laurie Markkinen uh, mm-hmm. is on the health and safety protocols now. They were just here in Charlotte playing they the Hornets on Monday. They were. So, now again, you know, if you are vaccinated in the NBA, the NFL, um, the, ex- the exposures are treated differently now, too. It's Correct. not as stringent. But, you know, it's still there, and it's still something that they're dealing with. But, yeah, the, the NFL has a lot going on right now. It, but it, it's, it's becoming so much more dramatic. Yeah, like it's a, it's almost. I, th- I think they they have problems. It's, like, co- it's coming up. It's getting close to the, M- the owners' meetings, right? The owners' meetings. Okay, Mark Davis breaks rank. These owners do not. They they all circle the wagons when shit like this happens with Washington. They're not going to run Dan Snyder out because they don't want to open up their own closets and and the skeletons fall out. And so Mark Davis, though, because John Gruden, his guy, as you said, was the he's got, scapegoat. Yeah, he's the scapegoat. Mark Davis is now. You know what? Yeah, let's get a written report. Why not? I think that's probably what we should do. He's the first one to break ranks. And but, then and then at the same owners' meetings. Really? I love this. Oh, at the same meetings, Stan Kroenke, who just built the new Rams stadium, charger spot out there, he's embroiled in this lawsuit with the city of St. Louis where they said, hey, the Rams screwed us. They lied to us. They, they, you you they owe co- us a team. You, well, not just a team. You cost us tens of millions of dollars. And, you know, the extent to which that's true, I don't know. Could be fuzzy math. But they're pissed. It's hung up in court. And Kroenke and the Rams have racked up tens of millions of dollars in legal fees. Well, Stan Kroenke told the guys at the owners' meetings, his fellow owners, said, yeah, I'm not going to keep paying these. And so you got a couple <laughs> of other owners that are on the hook, like Jerry Jones and a few others. They kicked him out of the meeting. Like Roger Stan Goodell, Kroenke? Roger Goodell kicked Stan Kroenke out of the meeting, and they had to have a conversation about these legal fees, which he's now refusing to pay. They got, I mean, they're, I've never seen the owners like, I mean, in this kind of like disarray before in the NFL. And I don't know if anything comes of it, but they seem like they've just got five alarm fires going on everywhere right now. It, it really is. I mean, we could attack all these from so many different angles. But the I don't NFL's even know. Got drama. The I NFL's got drama. I mean, we're trying to catch up with the NBA. We have right. I'm trying to do both. I mean, we didn't even hit Odell Beckham yet. I had to talk about Sam Darnold's concussion today. If PJ Walker's going to be the Patriots, the uh, Sam Darnold practice lightly. Yeah, lightly. He was. In yeah, well, re- that's the next step. You can't just go to full practice, well, right? But I mean, is he going to come back the week after he got a concussion? Yes. Really? You think so? What if it wasn't a back concussion? Well, I hope so. I mean, that's the best case scenario, right? I mean, yeah. I hope that's the case. Um, the fact that he was out there with shoulder pads on today, going through some light work, I mean, that's, I guess, promising, right? Better no than doubt. being on the sidelines. Daniel Jones looked half sleep the other week, and he played the next week. That's true. That Sam Donald just got hit really hard. I mean, if Sam, I mean, just, you know, popping a leave, hit a five hour, and hand the ball to Christian. If Bro, he play. sometimes you just get your bell rung, all right? Oh, yeah. And the biggest thing is don't be trying to get up off that. <laughs> You all trying to be all tough and get up because this dude just bombed your ass. You better stay down for a second. Uh, That's what they do in boxing, too. It's called a standing eight count. It's called a standing eight count. Don't be trying to go nowhere. Why? Your legs are not underneath. You want to give the guy the satisfaction of watching you just roll around? No, don't roll around. Just 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 lay there, soak it up. Just be chill. Be like, dog. The funniest story ever. So, (laughs) so I just saw the light bulb hit with you. (laughs) Because I'm trying to explain to you. So what you got to do is like my man Darren Sharper did. So when he came in one time and he hit Ricky Williams, and Rick, well, actually Ricky Williams hit him, and it was like bomb, bomb. And I saw Sharp, and I was like fired up because I actually sharp, saw Sharp like trying like throw and hit Ricky Williams, like for real. At this age at Sharp, Sharp wasn't trying to hit anybody. He was just trying to intercept the ball all the time. Right. But he was great at it, so that's it's all good. So then – 
I hit him. I run over to the pot. I'm like, yeah, Sharp, that's what I'm talking about, dog. Like, I see you. And he's down at the bottom of the pot. He's like, ah, my shoulder, bro. Shit gone, dog. I was oh, like, no. He, I was like, bro, you good? He's like, I just got to lay here for a second. Oh, no. Let me get, let me get, my, let me get my bearings back. Oh, no. That's what you got to do sometimes. You oh, just, no. You, yeah. You got to just kind of like let it heal for a second. I saw Sam Darner. He got hit pretty hard. But he walked off. He didn't stumble. His feet were still under him. That kind of hit has ended a whole lot of high school football careers. No doubt. Exactly. Real God. quick. He's not a high school football Real player. Real quick. And what was he looking at? Oh, I, so, dude, I mean, look. You he know, thought, you, he, did he thought he, he saw the end zone? You, the game, people say the game has gotten a lot softer. And I, and I get where they're coming from. But you still see some big hits out there. In the NFL, for sure. Yeah, there's still some dudes. I, I watch too much college, Kyle, and college makes me so angry. Who was the Fal- I'm drawing a blank. The Falcon safety that lit up Robbie Anderson on Sunday. I'm, I'm completely drawing a blank right now. Oh, it's Eric Harris. Thank you, Eric Harris. And, I mean, it was a clean hit. I played with him my last year in the NFL. Really? He just came over from Canada. Eric's a, a great human being, a great father, great husband. And a menace on the football field. And he's a good player, man. He really was. He was good then, too. He was just coming from Canada. He just came from a very small school, had to learn the ropes, mm. had to learn what it's like to be a pro coming from a small school. Really, really smart man. Really puts in the time and the work. I'm glad because that's why uh, they brought Terry Fontenot saw him because he was in New Orleans. Ah, then he's been in. That uh, makes sense. Then he's been in Oakland for a year or so, but he was playing behind some guys. And then – they brought him over. So, yeah, he did. He laid into him, though. He got him good. He did. You'll see. You'll, there there I mean, are still some hitters out there. There are still it, some guys out there. It was a the great hit, and it's always so good to hit a guy when they don't see you. Well, that's true, too. That, I can imagine that's that. That's when but, you just but tattoo again, I, Sometimes I just I watch those hits, and I'm like, yeah, I know, I know dudes that have quit playing high school football because they got hit like no that. No doubt. I mean, that's, it's not for everybody. No. It's not, not everybody wants to get back up and do that again. You know the funniest things I would see in high school football is when somebody gets the wind knocked out of them. Oh, yeah. Those Especially the, for the first time. <laughs> And they think they're dying? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, Kyle, I've never had the wind knocked out of me. Ever? Never. How is that possible? I don't know. You played in the <laughs> National Football League, and that didn't happen to you one time. I've never had the wind knocked when out of me. When did you get your first stinger? The, one, the first one you can remember? Like, what is a stinger? I mean, I don't Like, know. where my shoulder's numb? Yeah, where everything started. Yeah, numb, tingling, like, just scares the shit out of you. Uh, probably high school. Really? Yeah. I got mine in the third grade. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was awful. It scared the shit out of me. I had to go against this kid, Keith Litton. He was our tailback, and he was a mean son of a bitch. And he just got lower than me, man. And I thought I died right there. I thought I was, like, floating to heaven. And I just they, they, like, we had this guy, our, uh, our coach, Randall. Just yelling at me, get up, go again. I don't want to do that again. I don't want to do that again. God, I, no, dude, that is fucking hilarious. It was awful, dude. And, like, the worst part was, like, I was a chubby kid at that point, too. So, like, I was, like, three pounds over the weight class. I had to get the oh. X on my helmet oh, yeah. to be an offensive yeah, lineman. Yeah. And I was like, man, this sucks. And I, I hated it. And then I got my bell rung. I was like, what am I doing out here? I don't even like in third grade. It. Like, I'm getting stingers. And I don't even have a girlfriend. Like, what, what am I doing? Yeah, nobody wants to be the offensive lineman in third grade. No, but I had to do it. And yeah. I had to suck it up. So, Especially yeah. if you're not at, like, you're, like, borderline. Right. You right. know? It wasn't like I was, you know, you know, I, I don't know, think of the fattest little kid you can. I, I wasn't, like, it was no. three pounds over. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, being three pounds over. Bro, you should have just, got, gar- you just got, got on that garbage bag life. Nah, dude. I like Reese's Pieces too much at that point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> 
respect that. Oh, so yeah, so I got it my probably my first stinger in high school. Uh, I'm I know I got one concussion in high school. One. That's probably one out of the two that I know of that I count. And then according to my records, they say I've had three. Mm. Cause they they say I had one in the NFL. That's but I don't the, yeah, really dude. The, that. that first one you get, like you didn't get yours to high school, which is still surprising. But like the, when you get them as a kid, oh my gosh, that's probably it's a cross earth shattering. It's yeah, a crossroads like, for yeah. a lot of kids. Like, do I want to keep doing this? Because there's some video Kyle, games. I never took a hard hit when I was uh, young. Yeah, no, it's I like, never took a hard hit. I never. But I also think that's the benefit if you can like give the kid give the ball to like just somebody that can run, they don't take bad hits, especially young. Because when you they can, put you in the trenches when you're in the yeah, third grade. Those are when that's when because you don't know what you're doing. Right. So you can get hurt. Right. It's like being a child. You, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like it's you it's, can get hurt if you don't know what you're doing because you don't know where to look, what's going on. It's so much better to like almost sometimes and I grew up playing in the yard with my older brothers. Oh yeah, no. So I knew like that, I better like that's where I really that's, learned. That's where you learn. It's like in the backyard your growing up. Because will hurt you. Uh, you know, yeah, because, dude, they're not, like, trying to be easy on me. They're trying to – and we play tackle. Like, everybody played tackle. All right, we got we got to – you know what? We got to get to this because I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I just looked yeah. down at my screen, and I can't believe we haven't gotten to this yet because you and I both had to hold back walking up the stairs earlier. The, the, the playoff rankings. Every year I swear I'm not going to get fired up. Every year I promise myself I'm not going to get to let them suck me in. Sounds like you get fired up, Kyle. And – Every year, I get sucked back in for some period of time. But I'm a little more apathetic this year than I've ever been about it. Like, I, I get it. Some people think that Cincinnati plays in a crap conference and they, they played, you know, they've looked like crap the last couple of weeks, so on and so forth. They went to Notre Dame and won. That's the only data point that I need at this point in the season for Cincinnati to be in the top four. And you and I, 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 I think I tweeted it like seven hours before they revealed it. I said, Alabama's going to be number two in the rankings tonight. And I, I said, not because they deserve to be there. That was there. a good call. I, yeah. I mean, it's on Twitter, man. It's documented for the rest of the time. And, and I said, they're going to be number two. Because, not because they should be, but because, of course, they will. And so that's where they were. And I'm glad Michigan State was in because that's a good team. But Michigan State should be number two. Michigan State's 8-0, and they've got the best win in all of college football this year. And when they beat Michigan on the road. Or beat Michigan this, this past weekend, the number six team in the country. That was at home, though. At East Lansing, right. That's what, the best win in college football this year? What, what's Alabama's best win? Oh, you're talking about out of the top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I got you, man. Yeah, that's I thought you about. meant like out of everybody. Well, I mean, the, the Notre Dame win probably is better, right? No, I, I think Oregon on the road. Oh, Oregon Ohio on the road State. being Ohio State. Right, yeah. that looks better all the time. Absolutely. Thousands Sorry, my bad. Yeah. But the point being, like that – People say, again, every year, you and I talked about this, well, who do they play? It can be Cincinnati, it can be Boise State, it can be UCF. Who do they play? Look at their conference. Well, this playoff system was designed, you know, not all that long ago when this same, generally the same conference power structure existed then. Like, you knew back then that the Mountain West and what is now the AAC and, you know, the Sun Belt and, and these other conferences, they were what they were then. And, and you still created this four-team playoff with five Power Five conferences. So they never really had a chance. And it feels like the, the goalposts are constantly moving when it comes to teams like Cincinnati. And look, I, I have no vested interest in Cincinnati Bearcats athletics. None whatsoever. I don't care one way or the other what Cincinnati Bearcats football does. <laughs> I know. But Luke Fickle's a fantastic coach. And awesome it's, coach. And it's a good program. And they're, and they're pretty good. good. I've watched them. I've watched them on tape. Kyle. And we have had a record number of upsets in college football this year. Yes. So it only serves the argument that upsets could happen in a playoff setting. 
So I get it. You can't abs- you can't change things overnight. But this is just for me anyway. I, what, what more evidence do people need that they have to expand the playoff? This is ridiculous. Like I, I think right now, sitting at ninth, Wake Forest has a better chance to make the playoff than Cincinnati does at six. And I yeah, don't think because they w- Cincinnati doesn't have enough games, right. and they're going to uh, undefeated ACC team is not being seven. left out. They will they not won't. be left out if they that happens. Be. But and, that, and that's the thing, and they know that. You know, now I but think- I think Cincinnati. I watched Cincinnati. Cincinnati could beat Michigan State. Cincinnati could also beat Wake Forest because I watched them too. They have good defense. Too. People talk about Desmond Ritter and this. Like that's when they talk about Cincinnati. That's who they talk about. Well, that's you know, just because he's a quarterback, right? And that's and I get that. But like he's that, that is a defensive. He's like a poor man's team. Joe Montana. Exactly. That's a defensive-minded football team. They have a good defense. They do, and that's they got really card. good coverage skills. That's their calling card, and so that's why, to your point, yeah, I'd like to see them get a crack at Michigan State. I'd like to see them get a crack at Alabama. I think they'd beat Michigan State because of the team speed. Alabama, Michigan State's not a fast team. Bama might beat them by 24 points. It could very well happen. That game. Who, Cincinnati? Away. Sure. thousand percent. It could absolutely happen, and you could even say it's likely to happen. But it's also possible Cincinnati plays them to a field goal game on the right night. And who wouldn't want to watch that? thousand percent. I, I would absolutely sign up for that 100% over the, another Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, over, I mean, they, they've completely rendered the, the bold system meaningless to a big chunk of the college football audience because now it's all about the playoff. All about the playoff. Like, if you're still playing in a, in a New Year's Six Bowl game, that's cool. You had a good season. But, like, people don't care as much about bowl season as they used to. I mean, they tell me that all the time on the show. So, I, you know, people like me talk all the time like they have all the solutions. To unless unless you're one of those teams that aren't good. True. But right. if you know that coming in, right? You know, college football is college football. It's not the NFL. There are a lot more teams. And there is a hierarchy. There's a pecking order, right? There's a caste system. And you'd like to think that you can – I'll just go ahead and flat out say it. I thought Alabama should not have been the name, number two ranked team. No. I'm not shocked that they are. Agreed. Just purely because when you look at the eye test, they, they do pass the eye test. Like, and they said that that yeah. matters to them. Sure. Oregon – I'm a little questionable on Oregon. I was happy that Michigan State made the top four. Yeah. I thought they deserved it. I thought they should be number two. I'm, I'm definitely cool with them being number two. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have argued with that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I thought Cincinnati should have been in. Yeah. And if it's a two-loss Alabama team, if they lose another game, I do not think they should be in the playoffs. And I know we're going to say it's the eye test, the eye test. You know what? Alabama can still get in there and beat everybody. But I'm in the vein of, man, I don't want to just continue to do the same thing over and over, expecting the same results. It's like, not good for the sport. It's not good for the sport, Kyle. It's not. It's it's not. Really not. You know what I mean? Yep. And I'm sorry. I, look, man, I went to Alabama. I love my school. Right. But, man, we've had some undefeated teams win championship. We've also had one lost team win championship. Like, we still have a two-win championship like way back in like the 50s when they could claim something with somebody else. Yeah. Whatever, right? There's a serious conversation being had today about a two-loss Alabama team actually making the college football playoff if they lost a close one to Georgia in the SEC championship game. And I would hate that. And that's, it's absurd. But, but some guy today when I was pointing this out on, on my show said, uh, you know, stop hating on Alabama. Why are you hating on Alabama? I don't think we're hating on Alabama and, at all. Like, I'm I, hating I, on the system right. that allows Alabama I, to have two losses and a non-conference championship. You have to win the conference. Now, if Auburn wins out, I would say Auburn would deserve to go possibly over. Then that discussion could happen because that means they knocked off number one uh, Georgia and they beat the number two team who you had in Alabama. 
they would then deserve to go. We can have that yes. conversation. For you sure. know what I mean? We can have that conversation. I still would have a really hard time leaving out an unbeaten Cincinnati with the Notre Dame win on their record, but maybe. Over an Auburn team if they won the SEC championship but by the, beating Georgia? Yeah. But, but Even though they lost to them earlier. I, I get it. We have to go by resumes, but, in, but it's a principle thing. I because it. It, it's, you know, it's like the Wake Forest conversation, right? Um, people that are saying Wake Forest plays in a weak ACC, they shouldn't Wake be Wake Forest is not even favored, bro. I know. But what I'm saying is people say they shouldn't even get in. Look <laughs> Against at ACC, North Carolina. Well, I, I recall a Jameis Winston-led Florida State team in 2014 playing an absolute garbage schedule start, start to finish, going unbeaten, making the playoff, getting routed by Oregon when they made it but still getting in despite the fact that everybody in the country said, oh, you know, look at the resume, look at the resume. Well, what's different for Wake Forest? Wake Forest should get the, the, the exact same treatment, but, but here's the deal. I'm not arguing, like I told the guy earlier today, I'm not arguing against Alabama being in. I'm arguing for Cincinnati and teams like Cincinnati having yes. a real chance to, to play for a national championship when they have the kind of season they're having right now. And so it's, it's I get it. I'm, I'm trying to force something to happen now that can't happen this nope. season. But like this, well, it could probably look. It, it would take. It would take some things to happen. They need help. The thing that sucks for Cincinnati is it's not on their own terms, right. and the only thing that they could control was playing and winning the games that they won. Right. And because Indiana's not as good, and because SMU took a tough loss this past weekend. Right. It takes the power out of Cincinnati's hand. Sure. All right. They put Notre Dame, and they went to, to, to South Bend right. and beat them handedly, all right? Sure. And I Not that, handedly, but if you watch the game, they beat them. Like, it wasn't that close. Sure. The I, score I, was closer than the game. I, don't, I think you have to be careful to not focus, like, too much on one data point, and that's, I'm talking about me. Oh. But what I'm saying is, you know, with Cincinnati, the College Football Playoff Committee thought enough of Notre Dame to, to rank put them, them in, 10th. Yeah, they right? did. And, and that's a win on the road that Cincinnati has. I don't know that Mississippi State is deserving of the ranking that they got last night. I'm not sure. I think they have Who's some good this? wins. Mississippi State. Because that's that. I, I think they're a good team. I don't know how great they are. I have some issues with the back end of those rankings last night. We can talk about that if you want to. But like, uh, They might have got a little bored. Well, maybe. But like, is that, NC State that good? It, it also felt like something. Well, I mean, it also felt like something that was done maybe to bolster Alabama's resume a little bit too. Like, I, I, I know they think well, Mississippi State beat Kentucky and they beat um, – Oh, who, did they, who else did they beat? It was a good win. Uh, oh, I'm drawing a blank. Who are you talking about? Mississippi State. They, they recently beat Kentucky and somebody else. They beat A&M. A&M, right. So two quality wins. Um, but that's, if that's the win that Alabama's hanging its hat on, well, they lost to a Florida team that Georgia thrashed and, and a Florida team that's really struggling right now. Who so, lost to Florida? Huh? Who lost to Florida? Or, sorry, did I say lost to? My fault. Struggled with a Florida team okay. that got thrashed by Georgia. My mistake. So, I, I, I don't know. It's just the whole – we're supposed to believe that they don't take brand into consideration. They don't take previous seasons into consideration. You know, any of those things. Come on. I mean, that, that's what's always been done here. I just hate – and I, it, I wish they would, Kyle, more. Because Cincinnati, what they were able to accomplish last year, coming back with all those players – you knew this team was going to be good and ready and primed and ready to go this year. So I wish they would have take that into consideration. Just the fact that they should be in the top four. I truly believe that. Yep, yep, yep. That they should be in the top four, at least for this initial ranking. I'm not going to say – and everybody keeps talking about the 100th ranked schedule, the 100th ranked schedule. I'm like, bro, I mean, that's your one 
point to keep him out the door. Yeah. Like, that's all you can say. They, like, you keep telling me about their schedule, and I'm like, I mean, you can only control so much of your schedule. Any, I'm sorry. Anybody who listens but, to the show into this podcast has already heard me say this three times, but I'll say it again. If Cincinnati's best win this year was UCF, 17th-ranked UCF on the road, okay, I, I understand maybe a little bit more. But they went to South Bend and beat number 10 Notre Dame. You know, yeah. you, you knew this conference, what they were in every single year, what they do, you know, what that conference is and, and how good they are and how good they aren't relative to the SEC and the Big Ten and everything else. It, it's the same most years. So they went and beat an opponent to give you a very real data point. It's still not good enough. And you also have people like Paul Feinbaum, who I know both of us like. You know, Love saying me things some Paul. Like Call the, Paul. Their schedule's not going to help them the rest of the way. I think they get 7-1 SMU, and if they play for the conference championship game, which they probably will, uh, they will play uh, Houston. Again. I think Houston, right? Houston, oh, yeah, because Houston. And Houston's 7-1 Houston right now as well. So I, I guess well, they probably play SMU. They'll decide it. But uh, anyway. No, they beat SMU. Oh, yeah, that's right. They beat SMU. So that's – that's apparently not good enough. There's no chance. It's already being declared right now that what's ahead of them on the schedule is already not good enough to get them in ahead of a one-loss Power 5 team. Well, because Oklahoma's out there. So if Oklahoma doesn't lose, everybody's just assuming Oklahoma's not going to lose. If Oklahoma does not lose, then it's going to be hard to find that because Oklahoma control. They play some really good teams. What's Oklahoma's Oklahoma best win, Texas? Um, yeah, right now. What were they, 21? Uh, I can't even remember. It so doesn't I, even I matter. That, but that's but, but they, got, they got Oklahoma State. They also have Iowa sure, State. Sure, They have – And I know they're right they're behind Baylor. Cincinnati. I know they're right behind Cincinnati. Right. But what I'm saying is, like, they've looked awful for most of the season. Yeah, but they also – they talk about what is, is the team improving, right? And the fact that they change quarterbacks at a certain point in the season also is plays in the, the people that decide – their minds yeah you know no i hear you so so that that's thing and so they everybody's taking those into considerations but man cincinnati i'm i'm hoping and praying for them to get some kind of thing that at least gives them a little bit more of a chance or opportunity just because you know if oklahoma takes a loss if wake wake forest takes a loss like those are two people you move out the way already right they yep, can't yep. have a loss oh yeah all right if oregon slips up again I know they're hurt. I know they've had all these issues. Like, they're not 100% healthy. But if they slip up, which they played a lot of close games, if they slip up, they're out, you know? There's no margin for error. There's and no margin for error for some of these teams. They, well, if Alabama not. loses. And you could live if, with that. If, if Alabama loses outside of a close game with Georgia, there's no chance. And I don't think they deserve a chance for real, in my own opinion, if they lose to Georgia. I feel that you have – to win it all the way out if Alabama deserves to go to the playoffs. All just right. because I other teams – now, if some other teams fall and lose in between that, then it's a different story. Yeah. Especially yeah. how the game would be played out. Yeah, I, I think the whole – look, I, again, I go back and to – And it's very, early, Kyle. It'll be something different, and we'll, we'll argue about something else That's next what I was, week. Exactly. What did I say? I, I get sucked in every single year. Yeah, I'm like – in this first I week, I normally I normally sport. don't never get into this with you, but I've been, I had to just do a show on it the other night. No, 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 I, I get it. Way too deep. But I love this stupid sport, and so I always get sucked into it because I want to argue about it. rabbit hole. But it's going to work itself out. It usually always does. It does. Almost always does. 60% of the time, it works itself out 100% of the time. Man. Okay, Ron Burgundy. That's analytics for you. That's what that is. Sex Panther football That's analytics, <laughs> or or Lane Kiffin's <laughs> analytics coach telling him to go for it. What's the score of this basketball game? 
Uh, I don't even know. Yeah, well, I, I'm keeping track both on the screen. I just want to see uh, Clay, man, dude. I can't wait to see Clay Thompson come back. Well, it's, you know, it's funny. I was telling you when I got here, I was uh, I did the Golden State Warriors pregame show tonight before I went on the air with the the Hornets pregame show, and I was talking to the guys out there in San Francisco, and Golden State's up sixty eight. I see, yeah, I see that now. And and they were asking me today, like, you got Golden State fans right now that are furious that they passed on LaMelo Ball and took James Wiseman instead. And Wiseman hasn't played since April. Now, I still think he might be good. But, you know, Clay Thompson's sitting there in street clothes, right? Uh, so they don't have Clay, They don't have James Wiseman. But he's, he's close to coming back. And so they were asking me about LaMelo and, uh, you know, what it's like, what it's been like. And I'm like, bro, he, sh- he showed up on opening night in a Dick Tracy supervillain highlighter yellow custom suit. That matched his Lambo. Like, he's, where would he go though for Golden State? Well, I mean, but think about it. Think, I mean, think about Lamelo, his ball, his passing skills, finding open Steph Curry and Clay Thompson for three. I mean, and and what you've seen from him already, Lamelo. That is, I mean, imagine those three guys together: Lamelo, Steph, and Clay. Yeah, I, I figured they could make it work, huh? I mean, with with Draymond and and all those guys are so good without the ball. Oh yeah, absolutely. you know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're really good. Steph's the best shooter we've ever seen with the ball. Right, off the ball, off the dribble. My man's about to turn 34 years old, and he is leading the league in scoring right now. Who is? Steph. Steph's 34? No, he's 33. He'll be 34 in, I think, early March is what I saw. I, 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 I didn't even know he's that old. I looked it up today. I, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, how old is Steph now? Because he, he perpetually looks 21. Right. And I was like, 30. He was going to be 34 in March. Wow. And, and I kind of knew it. But well, like, he, yeah, he came in the league at, what, 22, 23. Right. And had a baby face. But this isn't LeBron, you know, uh, KD, six six Jack Kobe. Like I mean, Steph is a you know a smaller guy. Yeah, and but he's but he has something so that can't change. Elite. Yeah, what his shooting is. He's changed an the, entire generation of basketball fans. A thousand. Percent. And I know this has been said before, but like kids trying to emulate players in the driveway, like we did growing up, and like they're doing today. You can't do, or when you're playing in your league, you can't do the things that LeBron James does, right? No. <laughs> But you can do what you can try to do what Steph Curry does, Baba or or James Harden. Uh, right. I step back. Yeah, three. Right. <laughs> you can work on that. Right. You, you, you're not gonna. You down. can't practice being six eight two sixty. But you can <laughs> you can try to do what Steph does. So like behind the back, behind the back, step yeah. back. Yeah, you three. Can, you, you can. He's changed the game, and like there are a lot of kids who really aren't fundamentally sound basketball players anymore because all they want to do is shoot threes. And I'm not blaming that on him because Mark Jackson tried that and didn't work out well for him. But um, no, he's he's incredible. And he they, really is. He's leading the league in scoring. And this game here tonight's fun because, you know, these I, I love. I was telling you and your wife before that we started this that doing the Hornets pre and post game, you know, I got 82 games a year, so it's a lot, but it's fun. And especially now it's fun because this city loves the Charlotte Hornets, even if some of them still don't know it yet or, or don't fully realize it. Like the Hornets were the first professional team here in Charlotte in 1988. And it's always just been in this city's DNA. And, of course, they left, and the Bobcats era happened, and, you know, they got the name back, and it hasn't been a ton of great basketball. But they have LaMelo Ball now. And I I don't want to, you know, crown him before he does, you know, anything more than win Rookie of the Year. But this kid looks special. And he's so different than every other up-and-coming superstar in the NBA just in the way that he was raised and having LaMelo as a dad. And Lonzo, number two pick, and playing in Lithuania and Australia and having your dad declare to the world that you're going to be the rookie of the year before you ever set foot on an NBA floor. you know, the, And he hasn't blinked at any of it. He has not blinked. He has not wavered. Like, 
this kid's very unique in ways that I don't I still don't think are fully appreciated because on top of not being overwhelmed by the spotlight and the, the pressure and the expectations, he's so humble, he's so modest, he's easygoing, he's easy to get along with, his teammates love him, and he works hard. I've heard great things from his teammates. So they that's love what him I, in the building. Yeah, that's, they, what, that's what I hear a lot from, in this city is that everybody's got – they really like him. Right, yeah. He, he cool. did the GQ article a couple of months ago where I think he was – you know, you, you asked me about the N-word earlier. Um, he dropped it about a thousand times in that profile piece with Tyler, <laughs> with Tyler Tynes, who I love. Um, and I think for some people, they thought that was, you know, maybe signs of youthful inexperience or whatever. Well, he is youthful. Right. He's 20 like, years old. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to forgive him for that. Yeah. You know, and so, like, there have been – but that's the only thing that you can hold against him at this point because everything else has been just A's across the board. And right now, he doesn't care. No, he, he doesn't. And he I mean, he's young. He has a – ton of money he, he got here with more instagram followers than inside the nba has i mean it was over six million i think he's probably up to seven or eight at this point think he's about, a marketing kyle, machine kyle, kyle think about it who can also ball kyle he had millions of dollars before he even showed up here right you know what i mean and i did not like lavar when he first burst on the scene I, kyle how we've argued about this but he, he is he has earned my respect in a lot of ways not Good. that he ever needed it and no he, you're right about that yeah, but they didn't uh, need it but yeah but that, it. it is a big deal for you to say that though and also i remember how you didn't want Melo because that is of, not true that you don't you rewrite history i said i could be sold on Lamelo because i thought he might be a good player okay okay i didn't love the idea of lavar being around all the time yeah all right all right but i got you i have changed my tune Melo bought the team he played for in lithuania right did he yeah i think he that did. sounds right i think you're right about that did you know he, he was the number one selling jersey in australia within two months of getting <laughs> into the league right like he, that's that's what like this kid has been a superstar <laughs> His entire life. And so, but, but you know, the crazy thing was his father said that he was the best one, like, way back, too. And he was not lying. He, he's – he's LeVar, everybody's going to look back. LeVar's been kind of right on a lot of stuff. So, like, you know, we have a bad habit in sports media, and fans do it too, but especially in our business, guys get ahead of themselves. They crown dudes way too early. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They declare them things that they're not. But, like – But, you know, I hear from too many outside people, Kyle, that, like, who am I to try and say that LaMelo is not going to be a superstar? Because I hear from too many outside NBA experts and basketball people and basketball purists that are just like, hey, man, the dude, the dude's good. You know, he just, right. That's the thing is that you might, there, there are plenty of guys out there that aren't willing to crown him anything yet or willing to give him too much credit. Mm -hmm. But they don't have anything bad to say about him either. You know, they'll, they'll nitpick or you know, talk about areas where they'd like to see him improve, but they all you know, acknowledge and most, sometimes have to that he's, he's got special talent. And so this is this is a fun, fun era, man, of Hornets basketball. And I really like being around this team. And I'm just glad people are back in the arenas. They're going to lose games that they shouldn't. I was at that Cleveland game. You were there the other night. And they just don't have the size sometimes to match up. And they're also – sometimes you got to be able to get your team an easy bucket or they're going to do things that are just like take bad shots and just like have well, a run right. where like – it just doesn't make sense. I got to look at the box score here, but I saw Rod Boone tweeting about this. I don't think Terry's having a great night. And, and Rogier's just in his third game back. And he was pretty good his first night out, much better Monday, scored 23. But, yeah, he's got two points on one of eight shooting. Like, they need Terry in a game like this. They, they're going out for five out west. They've got the Warriors, the Kings, the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Grizzlies. So they got a tough five games out west starting tonight. No doubt. And, I mean, I don't think you can ever expect to go into this building and beat this team if Steph Curry's there. And they're still in it. I mean, they're down eight now with uh, four minutes left in the third. And Lord knows this Hornets team has made some second-half runs. But, um, yeah, this, they're, you're right. Basketball is always good in the fourth They're going to lose some games. And 
All that said, though, they beat Brooklyn on the road and looked really good, right? They beat uh, Dame and C.J. McCollum and Nurkic on Sunday. They beat the Blazers by double digits. Looked really good. Beat the Cavaliers on the road. Cleveland's got a good team. Like I, I don't think that they're you know Eastern Conference Finals good or anything crazy like that. But Sexton, Garland. Uh, Mobley, Jared Allen, Laurie Markinen. They got a squad with Isaac Okoro, Kevin Love coming off the bench. Cleveland's going to be pretty good. So the Hornets have some good wins already, and they've done some good work on the road, and that's going to help them. But, man, it's just – it's they're relevant. People want to talk about this team. People are, are, you know, actively trying to find Hornets games on NBA League Pass for the, maybe the first time ever. So that, that, that's what LaMelo's done for yeah, this, this group. this game might be over. Yeah, well, maybe. What is this now? They're, uh, what, down a dozen now? Is it, yeah. Yeah, it looks – oh, and one. Okay, yeah. It could be the s- thing is, though, is like where does Gordon Hayward fit with this Hornets team? Let me look at this because Gordon, I think – yeah, he's having a better night. He's got 14 right now, nine yeah, rebounds. Yeah, but it's just tonight, though. Well, I, no, I, but I, they, he was – he had 27 on opening night. The opening night, he was great. Then I think I, I just – they have to find a way to, like – continue to like go and like the, when they start getting stagnant and other teams start running on them you know what I mean oh well they got to be able to put the ball in the basket or get back on defense well they, wanna, they don't do they want to run people and so like that's they want to push the pace like this I don't know where they rank I'll look it up but the, up until the other day at least they were number one in scoring and number one in offensive rating well that I'm I was behind Cleveland's bench and I heard Cleveland they were like, no, we're going to run. Every every missed basket, every turnover, they don't even want set pieces. They're like, just go. Well, they're athletic, too. Yeah, and, they, and, and Charlotte was not getting back. The Hornets have to be better about that. I, I, I Are like, we going to talk about the Panthers at all? Yeah, I, I, talk think, about I think we should, but the last Wait. thing on that, you're right. They've got it. That's what I'm saying. Cleveland's Cleveland's pretty good. I mean, much Del Curry, <laughs> we, were at the, we were doing the pregame show at the arena two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And uh, my partner, T-Bone, was talking about how Cleveland might be one of the bottom teams in the East. And Del Curry and Eric Collins both snapped over. And they're like, no, nah, what? No, Cleveland's going to be tough. <laughs> and you're right. You watch them. And they've got not only Sexton yeah. and Garland, but the three seven-footers they have. Yeah, Mobley and uh, – Yeah, They can Allen. all run. Yes. Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Laurie Markinen, who can shoot the three. Yeah, Markinen. Yeah, I forgot Markinen's their starter. They're a problem. I, I don't know how – we'll see how many <laughs> games they win, but I think they're going to be a problem. All right, let's talk about the Panthers. Um Patriots, Sunday. Should be a good one. Can we go back first? Why? Because Sam Darnold's giving me shit for points on fantasy football. Dude, this whole fantasy days. football thing is just – It's taking over it's my life. It's ending comedy for It's me. just because me and my boys, man, when I lose, I get all the hate. You've gone from two-time pro bowler to fantasy football guy. Just because my boys, man, they brought me into this thing, this – this tomfoolery, and I can't get off it. It makes too many emotions in my life. I, I walked into your house the last time I was here a few weeks ago. You were having a phone conversation. I thought it was like, you know, a kind of a serious maybe business conversation. Nope, fantasy football. And it was at that point that I realized they sucked you in. You're, you're all in. To I'm fantasy. all in. Kyle, I'm, I'm all in. I get okay. it. Except well, I don't, but I get it. All right, so the Panthers – very, I mean, they won some games straight. Then how many did they lose straight? Won three straight, lost four straight, beat the Falcons on Sunday. Yes. All right. Four and four now. In the playoffs as of today. But the playoffs aren't today. Could yeah. be. Never know, man. <laughs> the world's a crazy place. <laughs> Kyle, I love that you're selling me on it. All right. That's what it turned that frown upside down. All right. You just never know, man. I get it. All right. So. They have to be able, they have to be better. They got to play more balanced. 
Sam Donald has to continue to know what to do with the football. That's what they did on Sunday. And I know the Falcons' defense sucks, but like that's how they have to win football games this year. Like You've pointed this out many times. Christian McCaffrey being out is a problem. Huge. Because he impacts the game in so many different ways. Oh, he's so good. But if he's healthy, and even with like, – But I, I can't depend on him to be healthy anymore right, right now. So – But Amir Abdullah, Chuba Hubbard, the Chuban missile crisis. I, 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 I want them to just use Chuba. Like – we don't need a lot of other other Chuba Hubbard's good back. They should. Yeah. I, I think they need to feature him more. Agreed. I don't think we need to rotate as many backs. I, I don't. Now, all of a sudden, you lose Christian McCaffrey. Now, you're trying to, like, rotate. I'm like, I don't like that. Um, the Abdullah pickup I, I, I think solid, I think Abdullah's good in, like, past situations. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second and longs, third downs. Like, make him your third bound back. Take Chuba off. All right. Abdullah is smart enough to handle all the pressures, the pickups. He's also a threat to where people, instead of blitzing, they're going to like have to adjust for him in coverage. Right. All right. He's that kind of threat. Shuba's not a threat. He doesn't catch the ball well. Naturally, he's not a catcher of the ball. But Agreed. using him in the run game is better than like it, it's because now you're off. I would tell learn this from my offensive line friends. Right. When you have one type of running back in that zone scheme, like they hit the hole differently, right? Each running back has a certain timing, a feel. The run game is a, a momentum thing where now we're getting our timing right. He's he's starting to feel out what time he's going to be able to hit this hole and get downhill. It, you when you're switching up different backs, they all hit the ball faster. Like Mike Bell would hit a hole fat differently than Pierre Thomas or Reggie Bush. Like there, you can call the same play. But you're gonna get a different result because the running back is gonna hit it or see it differently. Right. So when you have some consistency in that area, that like helps the offensive line as well. I, so everybody's better. I'm with you on the Abdullah thing. I, I love the way Chuba runs. Uh, picks up tough yards after contact. Uh, as long as he protects the ball, I love the way he's running. Um, he's done that late, lately. Agree. Yeah, agree. And so as long as he Sam keeps doing that, freaking Donald. Well, look. First of all, more drops on Sunday. They lead the NFL in drops. Um, the receivers are it's I mean but you know as well as anybody but now it's like contagious Kyle right but you know and as I well ain't as talking anybody. about I ain't talking about the vid I'm drops, talking about the drops kill, drives <laughs> drops kill drives but they're all dropping them out right drops kill drives where's Ian Thomas at you trade away your tight end and Ian Thomas is all of a sudden irrelevant again. I, I don't know what's happening there all I know is you know Sam, they're probably going to draft a quarterback this spring, regardless of what happens the rest of the way. But Sam – Where? In the first round? It depends on who they like. It depends on who they like. Um, Let's please don't – not only that, but is CJ uh, – what's his name playing? Henderson. Yeah. He was out there active last week. What did he do? Uh, I mean, he didn't stand out for bad reasons that I'm aware of. Did I mean, he do they help Matt Ryan to 131 yards passing? It's the lowest since he's been in Atlanta. It's not the defense I'm worried about. I, me too. I agree. What I'm saying it's is, though, if that defense, as it appears because to be – Because they continue to make moves. So, when you make moves like this, Kyle, it makes me anticipate or think as a fan, like, win now. Right. Now, the, to their in, – in Scott Fitterer's defense, he did say explicitly, C.J. Henderson's a move for the future. Stephon Gilmore's a move for now. And when they yes. made it, they, they weren't, you know, they weren't expecting to lose but four Gilmore's straight. Gilmore's going right? to give you instant results, like a pick to seal the game. They, cool. al they also knew that he couldn't come back until at least the Giants game. They didn't get him back until the week after that, but they knew they were going to be without him until at least week seven. Okay, they knew that, so we didn't know that. The fans didn't know that. Yeah, we did. 
We oh, knew that then. Because, I don't because he got traded, he couldn't come off the IR. Okay. Had he been waived, as you know, and then signed somewhere else, he could have played immediately. So, anyway, um, though I, I think, again, you're right. You've got a defense you can lean on. You've got to run the football. And I know running the football against the Falcons' defense is not the same as running it against the Patriots' defense, but the Patriots' defense is not great against the run. They get after the quarterback. Like, I'm, I'm concerned about Matthew Judon, you know, killing Sam Darnold or P.J. Walker on Sunday. But I think they could run the football again. Which one is that? Which I, I got they Sam got dudes, Donald. man. They, I they, got they, Sam Donald on my fantasy team. Well, so which like one Sam's got a concussion, right? He practiced today but was extremely limited. Went through some drills. I mean, handoffs. you can't – they don't allow that. It's not extremely limited. He was limited – questionable oh well yeah like in terms fool. of the professional jargon he was limited right okay matt rule said he was extremely limited in practice today and they said the same thing about mccaffrey so they may have to go out there on sunday with pj walker under center and chuba abdullah and royce freeman running the football which i mean look pj walker won a game last year they beat the lions when he started bro he's goat xfl bro. he is the xfl goat <laughs> let's. I mean, let's give the man his due there. He, that's what he is. Can he they is. beat? Can they beat the Patriots with him? Well, if you're saying no, you're reasonable. But we did in one weekend just see Trevor Simeon lead the the Saints to a win over the Bucks. We saw Mike White, which throw, I'm putting it out there in the in the in the Metroverse that hey, if OBJ gets released by the Browns. He can go to the Saints, baby. Okay. Well, let me finish that. Open them. up the doors. Mike White, Jets, they beat the Bengals. Doors of the church are open. And beat the Bengals. And Mike White joined Cam Newton as Dude. the only two quarterbacks in the history of the NFL to throw for 400-plus yards in their debut. Mike White did that on Sunday. And Dude. some random dude in Vegas placed a $1,000 bet <sighs> that Mike White would lead the NFL in passing yards in week eight. And he won like $127,000 off a $1,000 bet. Oh, my yep. goodness. Yup. Some dude cashed in on a $1,000 ticket and scored $127,000. It's wild. And then Cooper Rush fills in for Dak. They beat the Vikings. Now, I know the Cowboys have a better team, you know, surrounding cast, but I don't know. Hey, I mean, I, I love it. No, no, no. So – all my boys in the fantasy team. First of all, I tried to go get this guy, Mike White, like second quarter. You going to pick up P.J. Walker? No. Probably not? No. Probably. They're going to let P.J. cook, though. Does that Anyways, change mind? Mike White. <laughs> I don't trust all the drops, bro. Like, I'm not picking him up on my squad right now. Uh, <laughs> no. We're going to run the ball. We're going to beat Bill Belichick with P.J. Walker, Amir Abdullah, yeah, and Chuba Hubbard. I don't love it. So then, so I try to go get this guy, Mike White, second quarter in my fantasy league. He's already on the roster. I'm like, who the hell has Mike White? Somebody scooped him? Dude, before the game, they already had him on a roster. Who's getting this intel? That's what I felt like. Dude, who the fuck is – like, who has it? Your boy might have the one that placed the $1,000 bet. One of my boys had him. He was on the bench. He totally didn't place the $1,000 bet. He had oh. him on the bench. Oh, Almost no. like this dude bald. Bald. Oh, my God. Best game of any quarterback. Did you see what Robert Sala said after the game? No. Somebody asked him if he thought Mike White could be the future at the quarterback spot, and Sala was like, I guess anything could happen. <laughs> they just drafted Zach Wilson. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I don't think they're, they're not looking to replace him with Mike White, but that it, dude keeps I mean, throwing. What happened? I mean, I did pick up Elijah Moore because of it, because – Shit, man. I like that kid coming out of Ole Miss. I really do, too. I mean, I mean, mama got to eat. You I know thought what I'm the Panthers saying? might scoop that guy at one point, too. Uh, he's really good. I thought he should have been a first-round pick. They but, got Shai Smith, though. They're happy. But, you know, anyways. Uh, if they beat, but here's the thing. If some, I think this is actually a game where getting Christian McCaffrey back might be more important than getting Sam Darnold back. Um, 
And, and if they can get Christian That's back. That's a true statement, Kyle. If they get him back, if you can find a way to beat the Patriots, because you've got a rookie quarterback over there in Mac Jones. They're not asking Mac to do a ton. And you got Shaq. What they're and, asking him, he's doing pretty well. He though. is. No, he's getting it out quick. I mean, he's, don't get me wrong. He's, he's, he's smart, man. But you got Shaq back. You got Stefan on the field. Shaq is having a fucking Pro Bowl year, Shaq man. Thompson so is playing really head, good man. football, man. And so I, you've got to love their chances against a rookie quarterback, no matter who he's playing for. And so then if you can run the football effectively, if you can go out and find a way to win this game on Sunday, well, you're 5-4 and four when you wake up Monday morning and you're still unbeaten in the division. You're feeling pretty good about your chances at that point. You've got to be feeling really good about your chances. Just knowing that there's still some games out there. They haven't even played Tampa. Well, they got the Falcons again. Yeah. They, they, play, uh, they play Miami. I mean, they're, they're, they're just a mess right now. Uh, they get the Washington Are football Are they really team. that much of a mess, Miami? I mean, I think that what did Bill, Bar- Bill Parcell say? You're, you are what your record says you are, right? Man, so true. Well, so you got them. You got Washington coming up on the schedule. Washington, I mean, they, I mean, defense. I got Tyler Heineke on my fantasy team. Yeah, I probably have to that's another mess right there. You got, you got fans up there clamoring for Kyle Allen right now, the way Taylor Heineke's playing. They're screaming for Kyle Allen up there. Bro, the I like Heineke on my fantasy league because he's going to just, you know, he might throw three touchdowns, but he so might the, he the, throw three picks too. The problem is the, like the last handful of games of the season where you got Buffalo, you got Tampa The, the last eight weeks, right? Not quite that much. But, I mean, you, you got Tampa twice, you got Buffalo uh, you got the Saints on the road. I mean, you, you've got – right, and I don't know Tough if the Saints teams. are going to be – right. so that, that's where it really ramps up. So they've still got some really good opportunities here over the next couple of weeks. they got to go to Arizona to face the Cardinals. That one's going to be tough. Um, but if you have a healthy Christian and a healthy Sam, and you can – same thing, you can run the football, you're going to give yourself a chance. Shorten the game, keep Kyler on the sidelines. Like, that's how Matt Rule knows he has to win games this year. He he knows that at this uh, point. Well, I hope they know that, Kyle. They they arrived to that conclusion a little bit late for for some people's liking, but I think that might have been some. Do you think that was like internal between him and Joe? Because you know Joe wants to throw the football. Joe Brady wants to sling the football around. Sean the Payton wants to sling the football, and that's his. You know, that's who he probably has learned from the most. Right. So right. You know, that's their offense. That's what they would like to do is probably throw it fifty five to sixty times, sixty percent of the time. Yeah. And run it that forty five to fifty, you know what I mean? Right. Depending on how, what game, how it flows, but that's they'd much rather be able to do short completions, con- precise throws, and do it and move the ball that way too as well, where maybe that isn't your quarterback strength and maybe the system that um that Joe Brady is maybe wanting to call fully, like all out. Sure. You know, that whole, you know, you got to have the right quarterback to be able to do that as well, to be able to operate at the highest level. And maybe what the Panthers right now, what they need is not that. Maybe they need to have a more run, you know, run 55% of the time. They got to play complimentary football because they have to lean on their defense, which means you have to run the football. I mean, I I know you know these things, but you got to run it. It's not just defense, though, because defense and special teams is all in the same. Sure. So you got to have good punting. Consistent kicking. The kicking's been pretty good for Zane for, Gonzalez was the NFC special teamer of the week this for week. the whirlwind that was the preseason. <sighs> All yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. The Panthers kicking game has not been an issue. Right. Which going into the season, a lot of people have said the kicking game will be an issue. Agreed. So so, so last thing, we gotta run. Last thing. Do they can they win on Sunday? Can they beat the Patriots at home? It's four and four Patriots team. They have wins over the Jets twice. Uh who else? They beat the Texans. Is that home? In Carol, yeah, it's here in Charlotte. Yeah, of course. I think so too. 
Like this is that's not shocking. I, I don't understand where some of the Patriots' fears come from. Like I get it, but well, that's, that's because they're the Patriots of the past. But right, but that's not them anymore. No, that's not, not who they are. So I mean, can they could they lose this game? Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, yeah, they but your defense, your defense is good enough to beat New England. Force a turnover or two. That's set up a short field. Sam Donald could maybe run in for a touchdown because I got him on my fantasy team. If you team. can make a couple of impact plays in this game and play solid defense, you get out of there with a win on Sunday. Yeah, man. I, I totally think that that could 1,000% happen. Um, I'm looking forward to it. It should be a great time. Uh, New Orleans is hosting Atlanta Falcons this weekend. Trevor Simeon is uh, starting. No clue how that's going to be. I love that Mark Ingram is back. I mean, dude, he and Alvin Kamara together, like, perfect. Love it. Love it. Now we got to run. But we're uh, SEC Let's get Nation, out of here. SEC Nation this week. Where you at? Texas A&M at um, – I mean, Auburn at Texas A&M is where SEC Nation will be at. I will not be able to go this weekend. Oh, no, okay. I will be absent. I will be uh, in New Orleans. We're not going to talk about it. Oh. Um, I'm going to be – we'll talk about this on the next episode we'll next week. It. There we go. We'll react I will to be it. in New Orleans uh, – getting honored this weekend, going to the New Orleans Saints Hall of Fame. Me and my boy Jari Evans, one of my best friends from my draft class, and it means a lot for me to be going up with him and celebrating all my family. So uh, we'll talk about it. We'll have some reaction on the next one. Yeah, we, yeah. In intentionally left that to the end. I get it. I, no, I get it. I totally get it. It's, it's, it's good. Congratulations. We'll react to it next time. We'll do it properly then. We'll talk to you next time. It won't be four weeks. That much we can assure you. Uh, we still have big things planned, but uh, we need a little kick in the butt. So we can't record on Sunday because I'll be at the game. Right. But that Monday I'll be back, and we'll get we'll get you guys back going. We, we've had a we have something we've had something brewing in the pot for a while now, but uh, you know crossover football, basketball, travel, kids. Uh, but we're there, and we're gonna have it coming soon. So we'll talk to you next time for Roman Harper. I'm Kyle Bailey. Thanks, man. Work hard. Be nice to each other.